0: Welcome to The Cindy Rushton Show. Encouraging, empowering, and equipping as you step into your calling and life purpose. Here is your hostess, Cindy Rushton.
1: Okay, we are live. I am so excited to be part of today. And so what I'm going to Do is I am going to do this so we can see my sweet friend Benicia Ponder. Hello, tell us who you are, sweet
0: friend. Hello, everyone. I am Benicia Ponder. I am a best-selling author inspirational speaker and I'm the founder of inspirationalauthors.com and what I do over there is to help individuals who are purpose-driven I loved what Cindy said stepping up to the call if you have a message expertise genius to share I help you to get it out into a book that makes a powerful impact and amazing income
1: oh yes but you know what you guys here's the the deal Benicia has been like so many of us. She's not always been here where she's at as in my opinion, truly a powerhouse. Um, she has struggled. In fact, she is one of what is it? 17 authors that 19 19 authors who are a part of a book. Now please forgive me Kelly ahead of time when I say this, but my audience, Please don't think I'm trying to cuss audience, but also everybody, I don't want to sacrifice on this. Her book is the new book that is coming out. That is not just another collaboration. It's truly wow. Is all I can say. I've been sitting back with my ebook version and it is by the way available on ebook. Um, I've been sitting back with my ebook version, laughing, crying, I'm telling you guys feeling like I am reading my own story sometimes, but also feeling like I am literally in a mastermind with dear friends that are telling me, Hey, this is how you can be a success. But here is the book. Let's see if we can get it to where whoops, 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 to where it'll show on my screen. It's get past your beep. How do you like that, (laughs) Venusia? I love it. I love it. I thought I handled that well. Thank you. Yes, it's 19 stories of imperfect people. Mm, You guys, imperfect people who prove that you can. You guys, I don't know if any of you are struggling with whether you can step into the calling God has for you or whether you're wondering if you're the right person with the right idea. I just hope that today this show really, really rocks your world and shows you that, yes, you can. So give us some background, Benicia, on your story, because I want to tell you, I literally cried my way through your story. (laughs) It's so powerful. But tell us a little bit about your background.
0: So, Wow. I don't want to go too far back because I don't want to give you like from the time I was born kind of thing, <laughs> but <laughs> so I'll just kind of give you uh, just a little bit of snippets. And I hope that you definitely get the get the book because it is amazing. And in there, I talk about my, I started when I was at age 20. That's where the, that's where my, my chapter starts when I was 20. Um, And at that time, I lost my vision, my physical sight. And it was the result of a pseudo brain tumor, which is a buildup of spinal fluid pressure. And so at 20, I I was was in the middle of college. (laughs) Um, I, I was halfway through my junior year. I had just had my daughter, um, so I was a, a college student, a mom. Um, I was working full time, and it, that that incident just totally knocked me for a loop. Yeah. Um, and so, the from the visual impairment, I I moved forward from it. Um, I got a lot of help from family, a lot of help from from people who supported me, and. After that, I transitioned to finish college, go to law school, um, become a business coach, become an author, coach, a publisher, all that. So um, the story that I tell is one of overcoming Mm. um, an obstacle. But more than that, it's of realizing that there is a call on my life and realizing that it doesn't matter what I have or what some people would call a disability. Um, God has given me that purpose and I can still fulfill it. Oh,
1: I love this. Well, you know, it's interesting because as I was reading, I thought, you know, it's so interesting that you struggled with your, your physical vision, but then also your sp- all the vision your spiritual your your mental mm-hmm. you know it, and and what i love is it is a story of overcoming because you didn't just um <laughs> overcome and 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 get happy about it you actually <laughs> and i think that sometimes that's where people miss misunderstand yeah. being a Christian. It's not just about being happy with it. It is about that, that positioning we have as overcomers to overcome whatever comes our way. And, there are, you know, if you haven't overcome something, and I I know that there are many that would say, wait, Cindy, I haven't, I'm not an overcomer with this. Well, your story's not over. That would be my answer to you because the story is your mm-hmm. ending is as an overcomer. It's your identity of who you are. So this was really like a hit against you with your physical vision and your vision of even who you were and what you were here for, yeah. what you could
0: do, is so wow. Yeah, you know what? I love that you said that, Cindy, because that is so true. I, I, looking back, you know how you always say hindsight is twenty twenty, but looking back over that time and the years that followed, I can see that the biggest hit wasn't to my physical sight because even with the, uh, the the limited vision or physical sight, and, and literally when I say visual impairment, I cannot see clearly more than a few inches in front of my face. Like I have to wow. really be this close to something in order to see it. And even then I, I still use magnifiers. I still blow things up really, really big to be able to see them. And I honestly, the the physical impact, my eyesight wasn't as detrimental as the the spiritual and the emotional impact that you talked about because i still felt like hey i can do whatever i want to do i can i can still move forward i like i said i finished law school i i passed the bar exam i started (laughs) i worked with clients but as i look back over the time all those years, and it's been 22 years. <laughs> My daughter was six months when it happened, and she turned uh in June. It's happened to me, and every day, I've lived with that visual impairment. Um, and so it's it's been something that I've had to adjust to, but I've also seen that I allow, especially, And I didn't realize this until I until I look back on it. Okay. I didn't realize this, but it was the fact that who I saw myself as shifted. And so instead of seeing myself as, hey, I'm just brilliant Benicia, I could do whatever I want, all this, I I tended to overcompensate. I tended to to do more and and to go further, just to prove to everybody that I was still good enough. And so I I tended to to go for even bigger achievements. I tend to, to, um, you know, go the hard way and do things more. And all the while, not telling anybody that I'm visually impaired. Like, unless people know, I don't tell them. And I just, and I don't ask them for help. Um, I've started to do that more lately, but (laughs) in the beginning, I didn't. I just, I just went along and suffered through it. So I could portray to everyone else mm-hmm. all together. Um, and I really, I really wish that I would have sat with it a little bit more to realize that um, the the thing I was going through didn't necessarily define me. And I didn't have anything to prove I was still good enough. I was still just Benicia, you know. Um,
1: so yeah, you know what? I think that that is the story of most of us, most mm-hmm. of us. Um, and, and I am, a, I have to say I like achievement. It is one of my babies. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm that girl. I mean, I just recently, I, I had to do a shout out for myself because I'm so proud that I'm sitting on a 4.0 in my master's program. That's, you know, that is a lot, that is a lot to explain the circles under my eyes in case anybody wonders at times. And then there's makeup to cover up. Hello. But you know, the thing is, I have to really, when I'm with the people that are closest to me and when, I mean, cause I'm in accountability, that is what keeps me on target mm-hmm. to not get lost in this lie of achievement to, you know, there. That is not my identity. That may be a great accomplishment that comes with just the values I have, but it doesn't define me as a person. That that alone comes back from God. And, and they, we can get in so much of a trap. And again, I think accomplishment can become some of our shabeeep. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, the stories we tell ourselves too, I think they drag us around. And, you know, people may not even realize that we need help or, uh, you know, that we are struggling in one area because they see achievement in another area or they see, I mean, man, I'm thinking of you as a mom there going to law school, you know, sitting for your bar wow is all I can say and and all the meanwhile you're going through this struggle that no one really can even know because they haven't got into you you know in in there to to understand that so tell me how this actually drug you down like if if you had to look back and say I wish I'd known this about this said that I, you know, to get past the shabib, you know, (laughs) if, uh, if if, uh, you know, what is it that you would want for someone to really, really know today?
0: Yeah, I think um, when we think about getting past it, I'll say it, whatever it (laughs) is for you, right? When we think about getting past it, um, a lot of people think that getting past it means that you don't think about it anymore, or that everything is all good, or now everything is solved. I'm healed. I have perfect credit. I have the man of my dreams. I have lost the weight. Whatever it is for you, whatever that thing is for you, when you think, okay, now I've gotten past it, they think that, oh, that's over. I don't struggle with that anymore. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, I think getting past whatever it is in your life that you're trying to get past is not necessarily getting rid of that thing, but realizing that that thing is okay. (laughs) That that thing is is, is fine. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to be ashamed of it. You don't have to um, worry that people are going to judge you because they will. They'll judge you no matter what. (laughs) But when you get past it, you get past the the emotional and spiritual turmoil that you put yourself in because of it and you learn that whatever it is it perfectly positions you to be who god created you to be and to serve those people that you are called to serve one of my biggest regrets during that early period is that i hid my visual impairment, that I did not tell people about it, that I did not, not, not I'm not trying to say wave it as a banner, but I did not share that part of me because I was doing two big things. First, I was telling God that I thought he was wrong for forgiving me or for allowing this, you know? However you think about it, because some people say, oh, God doesn't cause these things, but you know what, he allows it, right? So I, so I was telling him, God, I don't trust you enough to to know what's best for my life. I I I think you've made a mistake. And then the second thing I was doing was diminishing not only who God had created me to be in that moment, but I was preventing myself from being able to help other people who might be in similar situations, and they need to hear what I'm going through. They need to know that they're not alone. And so when when we talk about getting past it, getting past the the blocks that you put up around yourself, the barriers that you put around yourself to say, hey, I have to not let anybody know that I'm dealing with this. To mm-hmm. to not let anyone know that I'm not so perfect. Because what how you are, exactly how you are, is what is god what god is using Mm -hmm. that's what god wants to use and so i had to realize that that god wanted to use me as a visually impaired person and he wanted to use me in a way that could show others hey whatever your ability or disability or whatever whatever that is you can still accomplish great things yes and it's it's not a it's not a detractor it's not a limitation yeah, I think I think a lot of people think their their it is a limitation. When in yeah. fact, it's, it's what is allowing you to be able to do those things that God has called you to do.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. I, you know, if there is one thing I want to shout out about that, you know, I think we put our own lids and our own limitations, our mm-hmm. own we we put ourselves in these little baby boxes, and. I, you know, that to me is what keeps us from really bearing the image of God. We're called and designed and created completely to, to bear the image of God. And, you know, I love what you said about, you know, really trying to say, God, this thing isn't right. He allowed this in my life. And, and I agree with you totally about that because I think that somewhere our theology gets all messy. Where we get to thinking that that if something's allowed in our life, which many things are because of the, the actual ramifications of sin and death, you know, coming in contact with that, every single one of us has... has as our, that is our original, we've all had sin. We all have been sinners. Thank goodness we are saved by grace. And that's the good news. We can, we can say we can all be saved by grace. Thank goodness. That's not our final identity. If we can just, you know, take that big swap of what Jesus swaps. He takes on all of our unrighteousness. He takes on all of our failure. He takes on all of our struggles, all of our, whether it's the, the things that are, we think are, that are really physically impairing us or the things that we have emotionally impairing us, whatever that is, Jesus takes it himself and gives you the big swap. The best deal of the, I think of a world is that we get his identity. We get his righteousness. We get his promises, his future, his inheritance. (sighs) Could it get any better? But you know, (laughs) Yeah, and, and yet you know we. I think where I've struggled the most myself is what you're saying here, of me thinking, well, if people know this about my life, and my situation, they're never going to listen to me, and and or they're they're going to judge me, or or they're gonna or they're going to judge me, or they're going to not want to do business with me, or they're not going to want to hear my messages. You know what? I'm not here to. Cl- to proclaim Cindy Rushton. I'm here to proclaim Jesus. And so that's good news. Yeah. But then also he so values us. He so values us. And you know getting past all that stuff enables us to get rid of get this the lies because some of those were just pure lies that the enemy was wanting you to believe about yourself and your situation. And yes, it's very, very serious when when your vision is impaired and you have all these amazing things that you, you were called to do. But I cannot even begin to imagine Venetia <laughs> without Venetia overcoming. I can't imagine mm-hmm. that. And I think that that's mm-hmm. the good news today that you set before us an example of, you know, being real and authentic. You set us the example of pressing past it. To where you could be truly everything that God calls you to be. Now I think about, okay, now look at you. Okay. Your website is inspirationalauthors.com and look how many people you inspire to step into what they, they're called to do their messages. Tell us about all of how, where have you come since you really came to peace and you got past your ship
0: <laughs> <laughs> <love it>, <laughs> um i i am growing every day i am growing every day we just talked about the fact that your mistakes or um your imperfections um don't define you and i'm still learning that because Mm -hmm. i'm still learning that i'm okay with how i am and as we were talking that 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 passage of scripture where um where they brought the blind man to jesus from who'd been blind from birth and they were like well who sinned did he sin Did his parents sin and jesus said no this uh-huh. was so that god can get the glory right and so i live with that every day i live with the fact that you know what this whatever this you know it happened it it, it is what it is And it's not a matter of me focusing on the bad thing, but it's me realizing that I have the opportunity to use this to give God glory. And so being in um, now helping others to to be able to let their light shine in the world and being able to take what's on the inside of them to, to help others, it's so amazing, and our my theme scripture for the work that I do comes from Matthew five fourteen through sixteen, where Jesus says that we are the light of the world, mm-hmm. and he he says we don't, you know, you don't light a lamp to hide it. You put it on the lampstand so that it can give room to the whole entire house. It can give light to the whole house, and so so two, we are called to be lights in this world and and he wants us to let our light shine and it is my pleasure my privilege to be able to do that with with people every single day to be that light switch flipper i get to turn on the light you know help you to to let your light shine and so i i do that by writing and editing and publishing and teaching and speaking doing all those kind of things, but at the end of the day, it's all about helping individuals to let their light shine in this world.
1: That is so good. I can just see you flipping the switch for people. (laughs) (laughs) I can so see that because you do have that, that power that you bring to, into the lives of other people. And you know what? And I'm just going to say this too. I was literally surprised after being around you last year, you know, whenever we were in conference together, I I was really surprised that that was your story. I had no Mm -hmm. idea. That Mm -hmm. is what is so powerful about, I mean, you're not wearing it again as this, woe is me. You're wearing this as a, to all the glory to God. And I just think that's, that is where it's just powerful. Okay. So one of my favorite things I love asking authors and, um, and by the way, you guys, I do want to give a shout out. Um, this is the new book that she is a part of is get past your, as I'm saying, Shabib. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the book that has 19 authors. Don't now let me just say this. Sometimes you see a collaboration and you go, eh, they're not as well, as well done as they should be. But let me tell you that this book is so powerful. You can tell that it's so many of my powerful friends that are a part of it, but their messages are so cohesive because there is such a power in the fact that your stuff, whatever your beep is, <laughs> doesn't have to hold you back from what you are called to do. And I just really want to just reiterate that again. You want to grab this book. I'm serious. I've sat there and I've cried. I've laughed. I felt like literally I've been in a mastermind retreat with the sweet friends because I know many of their stories. And some of this I did not know because this is the that people don't always talk about. And I think we do a disservice, and this is where I kind of want to go with this, Benicia. I think we do a disservice to the world and not being real and authentic about some of those things that we struggle with. And yet, when I read a book like this, I'm, I feel so empowered, and, and I, I don't want to get mushy here on the broadcast, but I feel like there were so many times I struggled because I didn't know. And there's a space of Christianity that we have that we want all to look well. And I think this is even what you were saying earlier. We want all to look well and all to look like we've got this all under control. And yet there are people struggling and in pain because they think that they're the only ones who aren't handling something right and i say right and i should say it right that, or that they are the that god just doesn't they're not having power with god or and, and you got all this junk that people say i this morning i was reading online and i was like i just have to turn things off because i'm so angry at how god is being portrayed and how the kingdom is and how christianity is being portrayed because you got so many people they don't understand what happens when bad things happen but what i love is bad things that happen in our life just really i believe open doors it's kind of like i'm getting my masters degree in transformative ministry and i oh believe God. it has open doors right but i believe that my some of my greatest degrees have come through losing seven babies or through going through divorce or going through relational issue or um, the empty nest, letting go of my children as they have, as we've launched them forth. I, I, I don't think I would be the person I know I would not be the person I am today. Apart from those things, I can have all the knowledge, all the accomplishments in the world. And, and yet those are the things I think, how on earth did I ever minister before I walked through divorce and singleness? I'm not saying that you can't because I did, but the, the things now that I see about the sacredness of marriage or the, the things I see about singleness and how, how vital it is for God to be our everything, all the different things. And I I mean, I've got a billion lessons. This is not my moment on the hot seat, but what I'm saying is there's something there that a lot of times people don't understand pain because they are looking at the Facebook shots that are out there. And and then they get uncomfortable when you do talk about the pain because they don't have, they don't feel like they have an answer or whatever. And so I just want to tap into this, a little deeper with you because I feel like you have some wisdom there of how can people really like come alongside of you when you struggle and help you, but also how can you help them or help others that maybe don't know, you know, that you're going through what you're going through and that they need to see that because and I hope I'm making sense because they're going through tough times and if they don't ever see, they don't know that, that you go through things like this too. And they, they just feel like, ah, oh, they, they discredit it. They just push it aside and they have no idea that you do care, that you have walked through these things. And I, I hope that makes sense when I'm, what mm-hmm. I'm asking, because, you know, I think that somewhat there, there's this disconnect that keeps us almost isolated and as prey for the enemy. Don't you think?
0: Absolutely. I think that that is the enemy's, best strategy is to make you think that you are the only one dealing with something to make you think that, that no one else will understand. That's his biggest strategy to keep you isolated and alone. And that's also our biggest opportunity. Mm. Our biggest opportunity to be able to, to let people know, Hey, look, what you're going through. Others have gone through it. I understand. I know. And that is, that is the importance of being real. The danger that happens on social media and, and, and all of those platforms where you get to show your highlight reel, but you never show the behind the scenes. The danger is that you put on a front and everybody is comparing their behind the scenes to your front stage view, and they're not measuring up so you have to pull back the curtain sometimes and say hey i know where i am a lot of times whenever i'm doing webinars or i'm doing speaking engagements or anything i will let people know even when it comes to publishing or it comes to writing books yes i've written multiple best selling books but guess what the very first one i struggled with it took me years to do that and i'm still learning so no matter what it is it's bigger small, we have to be willing to share those moments when we haven't been perfect. I tell people all the time, the reason why I, I am so adamant about purpose and prosperity going hand in hand is that when I um, I started out as an attorney and a business development strategist, it was really, really profitable for me but there was no purpose. And so I left being an attorney and I jumped into being a speaker and a coach and an author and all those good things those perfect purpose driven things. It was very purposeful but it wasn't profitable. And I went to pay my cell phone bill one day and I had $3.11 in my bank account. So no cell phone bill was being paid that day and I had private school tuition for my daughter to pay. I I had a lot of things that were going on and I was in a place where I was doing very purposeful work. I was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. My clients were doing very well, but because I wasn't valuing the work that I was doing, I wasn't I wasn't being paid. And I was like, I could probably go to Walmart or Burger King or somewhere and make more money than I'm making right now doing my purpose. And I had to get to the place where I determined, okay, is it going to be either or? And I said, no, it's going to be both. And so I had to dig in and figure out how to do that. But I tell people that all the time because I want them to know, look, I may be consistently profitable now, but it was a process. I, 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 I had to struggle. There was a time when I didn't, I wasn't able to pay my bills, right? There was a time when things were happening, and so the more you can let people know the backstory, yes. and and to show them, hey, I've been there, I I've, I've been where you are, I can help you to move forward, um, and I'm gonna do it in an authentic way. You're showing up, and and you're telling people that you are a resource for them. You can be that guy. There's way too many gurus and experts out there who are just showing them leaning against (laughs) fancy cars or going on yachts or all this stuff, but they're not saying that they're struggling. And those same people that are leaning against the the cars, I'm not telling you that those are rented cars or they're in the houses that they, the Airbnb houses that they they lease for the day, right? They're not telling you that. So you're thinking, I have to have all of these things right now and you don't. You start where you are, and you move forward. So I encourage anyone who is in the place of feeling like God has a call in your life, but you are allowing any kind of limitation or bleep to get in your way. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Then you, you match up with somebody who is, is where you want to be but then ask them how did you get there where did you start what challenges did you face start to talk to people um don't let the enemy force you to think that you are alone or that nobody has to deal with this nobody struggles with writing nobody struggles with content creation nobody struggles with marketing nobody struggles with talking to people we all do Yes, and so there is an onus on both sides. For those of us who have been through things, who have accomplished great things, we have the responsibility to share those those steps, that process. And then for those of, for those of you who are stuck, and those of you who are feeling like you are alone, take the responsibility to reach out. Take the responsibility to get past that, that thought that the enemy is putting into your mind, and, and talk to people. Get into a community where you can talk and interact with people to, to realize that you indeed are not alone. Yes. That's exactly
1: what I say. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. You guys, I hope you soak that in. Yes. If, if you have already been through these things and even if you're one step ahead of someone else, share, share, pour into other people. That is to me where we as the body of Christ, truly, truly, that's where we shine. That's where we are our very best. And if you are right there in the middle of it right now, Hey, just open up and connect with other people because you know what? There's power in the trenches as well. And I mean, I always say my my claim to fame has been being in the trenches and so, <laughs> um, you know, and yet, You know, here's the other thing. If you have gone through things, you know, come on, pour into other people. Or if you are just literally at rock bottom, reach up and let other people in. I just love it. This is so good. (laughs) I knew it would be because here's my thoughts. There is power in, you know, letting people know, hey, I've had some shabib and I've got past it. Okay, so you guys, I want to just shout out, look this up. It's on. Um, Amazon. That's where I got mine. Um, get past your ship. And um, <laughs> and this is with Kelly McCausey and a team of 19 amazing writers like Benicia. Benicia, tell us what you have coming up because I'm just curious to know what you are working on. I know we've just come out of a challenge to stretch ourselves and mm-hmm. You got the next couple months. You're going to be working pretty hard and heavy on some different projects. You want to give us
0: a peek? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I am working on really developing masterclass experiences mm-hmm. to to help people to get their books done. Um, not just oh, I'm going to do a training. No, we're going to be in the trenches, as you said, together getting it done. And so I have. A couple of masterclass experiences coming up. I also have some boot camps coming up. So these are going to be really in-depth trainings to help you to get your message into the world in a powerful and a profitable way. So any, um, I invite you to connect with me on social media, Uh, I'm on Instagram as Benicia Ponder. There is a Facebook, our Facebook page, Inspirational Authors. You can also go to inspirationalauthors.com forward slash welcome. That's just a page that will list out all the things that are coming up in our community. So definitely, I encourage you to connect with us, with me. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes, yes, and you will not be sorry at all. I, I think you guys probably just got just a tab, just a little shot of her, and I think you're gonna really love it. Um, as a matter of fact, to me, I whenever I am like chillaxing, you do know I binge watch you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do, I love her things. I remember one day, I have to tell you this, and I know this is. A little off topic, but not totally. I had you and I was watching you. It was just like a Saturday afternoon. I was getting my hair done and I was binge watching you. and, And my hairdresser, she said, could you turn that up? She said, I've been watching this with you, but can you turn it up any louder? And I thought, I was just trying to be polite. You know what I'm saying? But She wanted to hear. And I thought that is so powerful. And guess what? She's also an author and she was working her job while she transitions into chasing that dream of writing. And I just, I love it. I thought that was interesting that God would put me in her chair, um, you know, and and I love her. She always has done really good job on my hair. But I love it. So yes, binge watch her, you guys. You will be so filled to overflowing. She's a lot better than Netflix. That's all I can say. Aww. you (laughs) but i want to thank you so much for being a part of today you can find me at cindyrushton.com you can also um follow my podcast that will be alive and well there later this week and if you're on live if not it's there now (laughs) you know if you're watching when i actually um put this out there on youtube um But we are launching the Cindy Rushton show. Follow me, follow me at YouTube. You can access the video um, versions of shows there. You can also get audio podcasts from all all the places you get your podcast. There you go. Let's put that. See, it's been a little bit since I've been out, but this is one of those shows that's going to be right at the top of the listing. And so I want to encourage you, listen again take notes because I I really do believe that, you know, here's the thing, when we are pursuing our dreams, there's nothing that insulates us from struggles and crisis and, and things that happen in life. However, there is something that promises that we will have hope, that we will be able to fulfill our calling that finishes the good work that's been started in us, and that's our Jesus Christ. And Holy Spirit is right there on deposit to tap into him and let him loose to do the great things in our life. And so I just want to thank you guys for being a part of it as well. Share us. We are, we want to grow. We want to expand. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on my website. Follow me on your favorite place where you get your podcast, because we are going to be bringing great shows just like this. And I hope Benicia will be back with us soon. we I know when you launch those great things, we'll have to bring you back on and get some more tips. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Well, thank you guys and have a wonderful day. We look forward to seeing you next time right here at the Cindy Rushton Show.
0: And that's a wrap for the Cindy Rushton Show. We will be back next week for another awesome show. If you can't wait until then, check out other great episodes and our show notes online at our website, cindyrushton.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our show at any of your favorite podcast services so you don't miss even one episode.